This is KMTT, Kimitzion Tetzei Torah. In this winter semester, we'll be sending out a series of shurim on understanding minhagim, different minhagim of Rabbanim uh, in the last uh, couple of generations, be delivered by Harav Benjamin Tavoy. We'll continue with Minagim of Pesach, mostly <coughs> of the Vilna Gaon and the Salavechik family. Yachatz is the, is the custom that we have of breaking the matzah into two. The source for this is not found in the Gemara, but it's found in a piyut that was written by Rabbi Yosef Tov Elim that we say, some people say on Shabbos HaGadol. The general explanation for breaking this matzah is because it's because that it's called Lechem Oni. One of the interpretations of the Gemara of Lechem Oni is broken bread. I remember as a child, if you walked into a bakery and sometimes the, bre- the bread was not complete, it was broken in half or the cake was broken, they used to sell it cheaper. So, Darkoshon Ani Beprusa. Poor people couldn't afford whole loaves of bread or whole cakes, so they used to buy broken pieces. And that's why we, we break the matzah as a custom of remembering Lechem Oni. In the Haggadah of Rav Salavechik, as quoted by his grandson, Rav Yitzhak Lechtenstein, it brings a discussion about when exactly do you do yachatz. We'll follow the general custom that you do yachatz right after Karpas, before you begin actually saying the Haggadah, the Magid part. But the interesting question about yachatz is how many matzos do you have and what happens when you break the matzah? I think the general custom is to have three matzos and many people have tried to explain the reason for having three matzos. Some say it's as if it's Kohen Levi Yisrael. You could do anything you want with the number three. You could say it's Avram Yitzchak and Yaakov. You could say it's uh, Moshe, Aaron, and Miriam. You could say it's uh, whatever you feel, Torah and Nevi Miksuvim. But the generally accepted custom is to have three matzos, and they say it's because of Kohen Levi Yisrael. And the custom is to break the middle matzah, the Levi. It seems that according to the Rambam, and this is definitely the opinion of the Vilna Gaon, that there were only two matzahs. He had two matzahs, and he broke one of them. And now the question comes up, if that's really true, that you only break, that you only have three matzahs, so how do you manage with the Lechem Mishnah? You've broken one matzah. In the Gra, in the Maiserav, Number Kufzadi Aleph. It says you bring the matzos megulim, and he says clearly, shnei matzos, and the reference is to look in the Shulchan Aruch, and then when it says you break the matzah, you you betzaya umatmin lafikaman v'nisha prusa u'shlema. You only have two 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 breads left. The Prusa and the Shneima. So the question is, what do you do about Lechem Mishnah? How do you have Lechem Mishnah if you only have one and a half matzahs? 
Now, one person could argue that on Yom Tov, maybe you don't even need Lechem Mishnah. What's the reason we have Lechem Mishnah on Shabbos? On Shabbos, we know that the custom of Lechem Mishnah is a Zechel Aman. Since there was no man on Shabbos, on Shabbos we had, on Friday we had a double portion, and it says in the Torah, Lechem three times, so as a Zechel Aman that didn't come on Shabbos, we eat Shalosh Sudot, and we also have Lechem Mishnah. Was there man on Yom Tov? On one hand, a person could argue, Shabbos, Yantif, there was no man on Yantif. On the other hand, you could say, okay, on Shabbos, I can understand, they didn't go out to the field to collect the man. But in Yantif, there was nothing wrong with it, so maybe there was man on Yantif. This question is actually a controversy between Midrashim, whether there was man on Yantif. Tosus, in the beginning of Masechus Beitzah, brings two Midrashim. Whether the din of Lechem Mishnah, well, the, whether the man came on Yantif, might have application to this question. The Midrashim just discussed whether there was man on Yom Tov. But we could explain that if there was no ma- if there was man on Yom Tov, there's no reason to have Lechem Mishnah. In fact, the custom that we'll discuss a little later today, hopefully, is that the Grah did not eat Sudash Lishit on Yom Tov. Maybe the Grah really felt that there's no din of Sudash Lishit on Yom Tov because there was man, and maybe there was no din of Lechem Mishnah. So the fact that there's one a matzah and a half doesn't really prove that much. The Maharal in the Sefer HaGvoros has a whole discussion about this point. In the Maharal, he has a long discussion whether there was really man on Yom Tov or not. In Perek Samach Gimel of Sefer Gvoras Hashem, the Maral discusses the question of the Lechem Mishnah that we have the night of Pesach. And he discusses this issue if we really have to have um, Lechem Mishnah on Yom Tov. But you could argue that there might be a din of Lechem Mishnah on Yom Tov, but you would say with a, with a Shlema and a Prusa. This would not be a question just on Yom Tov, just on the night of Pesach. This could be a general question. As a person, you would say Lechem Mishnah with two whole loaves of bread, or do you just have to have two different breads, even though one of them might be broken? This question was actually raised by the Nitziv. In Shut Meshiv Dover, Chelek Aleph, Simen Chaf Aleph, the son of the Nitziv asked his father that he saw that in the Zayda's house there was a custom that when people came, guests came for Shabbos, for Yantif, they would give them two pieces of bread. And people asked, is that really considered Lechem Mishnah? And they had a whole discussion about this. Sometimes this is a very relevant question when, for some reason, people don't have Lechem Mishnah on Shabbos and Yantif. Would it be possible to be Yotze with two pieces of bread? Let's say you buy sliced bread and take two pieces of sliced bread. Would that be considered Lechem Mishnah? The, interestingly enough, 
the Nitziv brought a proof from the Haggadah. He says, if you have two Prusos, that's considered Lechem Mishnah. And therefore he says, Al-Pizen Nicha Mashemechatzim HaMatzah Lefnei Haggadah. Dafka. Kedei she'lo yeba lefanav lecho b'shleimus, u'chshayifos l'kayim, lo yikayim Lechem Mishnah, l'chein machatzim lefnei Haggadah. He says that why do we do the break the matzah so early? And why don't we break the matzah just before we make the bracha? So he said, if you have a whole bread and you break it into half, that would be improper for lechem mishnah. But if you, all you have is the broken bread, then that's considered lechem mishnah. So he says that's what we do the night of Pesach. We have two matzahs. And we break one of them early, so that when it comes time to bench, we even though we only had two matzos, we, now when it comes time to make to make the bracha over the over the matzah, we have a whole matzah and a broken matzah, and that's lechem mishnah. And he says that's according to our opinion that we only have two matzos the night of Pesach, but even according to the Rush, he said. You, he would he would have done the same if there had only been two. He, according to the Rush, if there would have there lechatchila, why not have three? You break one and you still have lechem mishnah. But if you only have two, even according to the Rush, you would break one because that's considered lechem mishnah. Now this argument of the Nitziv assumed that on Yom Tov you do have to have lechem mishnah. I argued before that perhaps you don't need lechem mishnah on Yom Tov. But the, the Tziv said, even if you do need Lechem Mishnah, this is Lechem Mishnah. And therefore he applied it to every Shabbos in Yantif. The third argument could be that really we would argue with the Tziv and say you need two Shlemos for Lechem Mishnah. But the night of Pesach, the Kiyum of Lechem Oni supersedes the Din of Lechem Mishnah. For the night of Pesach, this would be considered Lechem Mishnah. Since a normal meal would require, a festive meal should require a full loaf of bread. So therefore, for every Yantif, you should have two loaves of bread. For every Shabbos, for sure you should have two loaves of bread. However, for the night of Pesach, since there is a din of Lechem Oni, so Lechem Oni would mean, this is what I want, the night of Pesach. So therefore, your Yotzei, with two matzahs lechatchila, you should have two matzahs in order that the lechem mishnah should be dafka beprusa. Be that as it may, the custom that I mentioned before is to break the matzah early in the meal. The Nitziv gave his explanation why we break the matzah early in the meal. As I mentioned, Nagada, a name of Rav Salavechik, they explained the machlokas as to when you do the yachatz. Bechomikre, we learned another question here. If they are Three matzahs or two matzahs? And the gra had only two matzahs, broke one of them, and somehow this is considered Lechem Mishnah. When we're up to now, the idea of matzah in general, there's a mitzvah of eating matzah. And of course it's well known that the mitzvah of eating matzah is derived at the end from the Pasuk Ba'er of Tochlu Matzahs. There's a mitzvah to eat matzah the night of Pesach. The Gra is very famous for saying 
in, as quoted in the Maisei Rav in number Kufpehei, that all days of Ma- the Torah said Shivas Yamim Tochal Matzos. This pasuk tells me that there is a mitzvah of matzah all shiva. We all are aware that there's another pasuk that says that only six days you eat matzah, and we know the principle davar shayab bichlal yatsam naklal lo lamed al atzmo yatzel lamed al aklal kula yatzah mashvi rishus afkula rishus tamud yachal af alayla rishon tamud lama barav tochlo matzos. Since there were the Torah once said seven days you eat matzah. Another time it said six days. So the seventh day is taken out of the principle, out of the general rule of eating matzah. So therefore, we learn when something was in the klal and taken out of the klal, it doesn't just mean that day was taken out of the klal, the klal completely disappears. And if that would be true, there is no mitzvah to eat matzah at all. And that's why we need a pasuk, ba'erf tochlu matzos. So the grass said, this is true that all Pesach is called a rishus. But it's rishus means that you don't have to absolutely eat matzah, except in the first night of Pesach. But, nevertheless, it is a mitzvah daraisa. A person who eats matzah on Pesach is mekayim a mitzvah when he eats matzah. That's what the Torah meant by shivas yamim tochal matzos. It's a rishus. A rishus means that it is a mitzvah to do, but not a requirement to do. And, the Grah brought a number of proofs for this. One of them was that Yom Tov is considered an os. Cholamoed is also considered an os. That's the reason that people don't put on tefillin. Those people that don't put on tefillin, we discussed this once about putting on tefillin cholamoed, but the people that don't put on tefillin say that tefillin is an os. Tosfus and other Rishonim discuss what's the os. So the os of sukkah is, is the mitzvah of sukkah. And the os of Pesach is the mitzvah of matzah. Whether you could argue and discuss this is not my question right now. I'm saying this is what it says in the Maiseraf. If you would have asked me, what is the source of this mitzvah? Where does it say it? I would have said because of the strange way that the Torah said this mitzvah. Why did the Torah go through the whole rigmarole of saying Shivas Yamim, Sheishas Yamim, Ba'erf Tochlu Matzos? Why doesn't it just say Ba'erf Tochlu Matzos? The very fact that the Torah said Shivas Yamim Tochlu Matzos implies that there is a mitzvah of eating matzah kol shiva. A mitzvah daraisa of eating matzah kol shiva. And of course, this is the opinion of the Vilna Gaon. And people have traced it back to the Chizkuni. We'll mention that a little bit later. The big question that I always was puzzled by is, according to the Gra, that there's a mitzvah kiyumis of eating matzah kol shiva. Similarly, there's a mitzvah of sitting in the sukkah kol shiva. You don't have to eat in the sukkah. A person can eat vegetables. doesn't have to eat a meal. But nevertheless, on sukkahs, there's a mitzvah to eat meals in sukkah. But in sukkah, we make a bracha. Every time we eat in the sukkah, or some people make a bracha at other times too, but at least when we eat in the sukkah, we make a bracha, leishe basukkah. So why don't we make a bracha, alachilas matzah, kol shiva? Rishonim have suggested reasons. Some of the reasons uh, seem to be a little difficult to understand. I won't go through all of them, 
But one of the uh, Rishonim say that sukkah, a person could, must willy-nilly eat in a sukkah somehow because you have to sleep. You can say theoretically, I could go for a week without eating a full a meal, but you can't go a week without eating, without sleeping. So therefore, you're going to have to be in the sukkah, whereas matzah, you could avoid kol shiva. I understand the distinction. I still find it difficult to understand why that should make a difference as far as the bracha goes. The question was raised by many people, but I'd like to bring to your attention a statement of the Stechemet. The Stechemet, of course, <coughs> was a, an original encyclopedic work written by Rebcheska de Medini, who was born in Yerushalayim. And he said that it's obvious there is no obligation to eat matzah all the whole week. I never heard of somebody in my hometown of Yerushalayim who would make a bracha on achilas matzah except for the, the nights of Pesach. But the daytime, they never made a bracha. Even the, the days of the first day of Pesach, I never heard that. For the rest of Pesach, you make a bracha hamotzi lechmanarts, but there's no bracha on matzah. And he says, clearly that there's no there's no chiyuv, there's no kiyum of eating matzah. Kol shiva. Then he continues, this was so obvious to me, that I really thought there's no reason to write it at all. Except that when I came to this town, now I don't know to which town he's referring. It might be that he came to the city of Hebron. I think at one point Rebchizkel, the, the Medini, the, the author of the Stechemed, I think he moved to Hebron. So he said there, when I came here, I found many Balabatim and people who also knew who would made a bracha al achilas matzah all of Pesach, biyamim ubaleilot. Whenever they made a meal with hamotzi, they made a bracha al achilas matzah. I also heard a custom that made that they made the bracha the first two nights and the second days. Now, if you say the first two nights, I guess it was in the chutzlarts. So maybe it wasn't the chavah. I'm not sure where it was, but he said. The, the Stechemet said, I was shocked. And I went and I made a public s- speech that they should never make such a bracha. It's a bracha levatala. And it's a bad minik. Even though he saw in a sefer called Yafel Aleif that you could argue about this point, but nevertheless... The Stechemet seems to be very opposed. However, he then quotes a tshuva of the person whom he calls Hagon HaMafursam, Saba Kadisha, Kvot Kedusha Sar Torah, the Nitziv. And the Nitziv was asked about eating Matzah Kol Shiva. And he said, this is what we found in the Maiseraf, that the Gra said there's a mitzvah, the whole week. And he tried to bring a proof from it also. 
discussed the proof, and then he said, "Lo shamanu levarich pesach." Even according to the Gra, I never heard that anybody would make a bracha al pesach. Said the Nitziv, I'm sorry, said the Nitziv, as quoted by the Stechemet, I don't know if it's a bracha vatala. In other words, there were people who made the bracha, says the Stechemet, and we're not so sure that it's a bracha vatala. Perhaps it's permitted. The Maharal in Sefer HaGvoros, Perek Memches, says that if you would say there's a mitzvah of, of eating matzah kol shiva, maybe you require heseba. The same way the night of Pesach you eat matzah beseba, maybe you should do it the whole week round. I understand there is a simple distinction between that. Nevertheless, the Maharal did raise the issue of eating matzah kol shiva, and he also said that there is a a uh, question to be raised about the exact parameters of this mitzvah. Now, the Chassam Sofer, in his Chuvas on Yaradeya, Simen Aleph, had a whole discussion about making a bracha on Minhagim in general. Tosfus in Sukkah, the Ran, there's the famous machlokas we've shown him about making a bracha on a minik. But interestingly, for our discussion, the, the Chassam Sofer quotes the Chizkuni Yala Torah, that there's a mitzvah to matzah kol shiva. He then raised the issue about making brachos which are based on hagim. Now, Tosas and Sukkah said that Yom Tov Sheini is a binik. The Gemara uses the phrase, and Tosas interpreted that to mean that Yom Tov Sheini is a minik. And therefore, the Chassam Sofer has a whole discussion about making a bracha on Yom Tov Sheini about the minik. So we won't go through all the particular brachas of Yom Tov Sheini. I would like to point out specifically the bracha of Matzah, that the second night of Pesach and Chutzah, people make a bracha, on Achilas Matzah. How could they do it if you don't make a brach in a minute? The Chassam Sofer says, we have a Chizkuni. That according to the Chizkuni, there's a mitzvah eat matzah or Pesach. And although we don't make a bracha normally when eating matzah kol shiva, because as we said before, that you don't have to eat matzah at all, it's not like sukkah where you have to be in the sukkah sometime because you have to go to sleep. But matzah, you never have to eat matzah. So therefore he said, we don't make a bracha on matzah kosheva. However, if you don't make a bracha on matzah kosheva, okay, we can explain the reason. But on the second night, where we have a minig of keeping second day yantif, then it would be appropriate to make a bracha it's not different than reading Halel, which would be a Kiyom HaMitzvah, and therefore the Minig could be such that you make a bracha even in a Minig. So the Chassam Sofer said that even though we would not eat matzah with a bracha kol shiva, 
the second night of Pesach, the fact that we make a bracha al matzah might be based on the concept of the chizkuni, of what we said in the name of the gra, that there's a mitzvah to eat matzah kol shiva. And we could make a bracha, at least on the second night, to make a bracha. The idea of making a bracha kol shiva, I find really, really unusual. Nevertheless, the Stechemet testified that there were people that did it. So, we have had two major opinions. One opinion is that there's a mitzvah to eat matzah kol shiva, and we discussed the question whether you would make a bracha or not. There's another question. The other argument would be there's no mitzvah at all. The mitzvah of eating matzah, you fulfill the mitzvah the night of Pesach when you eat your kezayis matzah. There might be a third opinion. I saw this originally in the name of Reb Velvel, and for years I've been quoting Reb Velvel as saying this statement. Unfortunately, I cannot recall exactly where I saw it. Sometimes I ask the listeners if they know to please remind me where this is said in the name of the of the Gra. But I have found the opinion in the Maharal. The Maharal, again, we're going to quote Sefer HaGvoros, but this time Perak Memches, that the, the, the Maharal said, when the Gemara said, it says the, the person who's serving the meal, the Shamish, he ate a Kazayis, he fulfilled his obligation. So I learned from here, says the Maharal, that Bidiyeved, a person fulfilled the mitzvah with one Kazayis. But call Masha Ochel Matzah Bela Pesach, Lechatchila Tsarechaseba, Afagav the Yotze Pekazayis Echad, he said that the night of Pesach, it's true that you can fulfill the mitzvah of Achilas Matzah with Kazayis. But even if there is no mitzvah to eat matzah kol shiva, the night of Pesach, it's all one mitzvah. A person who eats more than a kazayis matzah, every time he eats matzah, at least if he eats a kazayis, he's become a mitzvah. The maral who raised the question in general, matzah should always require haseba, thought that at least the night of Pesach, matzah should require haseba. So, there is a mitzvah to eat matzah. The minimum is a kazayis. But the more you eat, the more of a mitzvah you fulfill. What I heard originally in the name of Revelvel was that's the simple meaning of the Rambam. The Rambam says there's a chiyuv to eat matzah b'leel tesvah b'nisan. He did not say there's a mitzvah to eat kazayis matzah. He said there's a mitzvah to eat matzah the night of Pesach. At the end of that halacha, the Rambam says, Misha'acha kazayis, yatsa yidei When a person ate a kazayis, he fulfilled the obligation. So the, the way I heard the diuk was, the mitzvah is to eat matzah. Once you eat a kazayis, you fulfill your obligation. But nevertheless, the mitzvah is to eat more. The more you eat, 
At least you must eat a kazayis, but eating more is part of the mitzvah. Just to make it a little sharper, nobody in the world would ever ask a question, why is it that you're allowed to eat matzah the night of Pesach? Why don't you say it's baltosif? Since the Torah told me to eat a kazayis matzah, why would you say it's baltosif if I would eat more matzah? Whether a person would think this question is silly or not, let us remember that on Rosh Hashanah, the, according to biblical law, Midaraisa, you have to hear altogether nine kolos. The reason we blow thirty and then a hundred is explained in Mishonim and, and Poskim. But Midaraisa, you have to eat nine. You have to blow nine. But there, Mishonim really do ask the question: How are you allowed to blow more than nine kolos? Why don't you say that? It's about it's Tosef. Tosef's answer is <coughs> that to do a mitzvah twice is not Baal Tosef. Other Rishonim answer that since Chachamim told you to do it, that can't be Baal Tosef. It's only if a person does it without being told so by Chachamim. However, the simplest answer to me would be what's written in the name of a sefer called Yom Trua one of the Chabib family, I heard this in a Shia from Rav Lichtenstein, that the Torah never told me to blow nine kolos. The Torah told me it's a Yom Trua. It's a day of Shofar. That's what Rosh Hashanah is. Yom Trua Yelechem. Chachamim had to say, that's true. But what's the halachic definition? What do you need to make into a Yom Trua? And the answer derived from the Torah they learned from the Torah that the halacha midaraisa means to blow nine times. But that doesn't mean to blow nine times. It means that's the minimum of making it a yom chua. The more shofar you blow, the more of a yom chua it is. So nine times, thirty times, a hundred times, it's all included in the concept of 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 of, of yom chua. It's not like the Torah told me to take four minim, and if you take five, it's baltosif. The Torah told me it's a yom chua, and a hundred times would also be a yom chua. And the same thing would be true by matzah. The mitzvah of the Torah is tita kazayas matzah. That's the minimum requirement. But the basic law of the Torah is barev tochlo matzos. So to summarize what we've just heard, there are three opinions, well, perhaps four opinions, about the mitzvah of achilas matzah on Pesach. Some people might think that the mitzvah is to eat a kazayis matzah the night of Pesach, and after that you don't fulfill any obligations at all. Other people might feel that the night of Pesach you fulfill a mitzvah, achilas matzah, the night of Pesach, but you don't fulfill that mitzvah after the night of Pesach. It's only a special mitzvah, ba'er of tochlu matzos. And the rest of Pesach you don't fulfill anything. Another person could argue, as the Vilna Gaon did, as quoted by the as the uh, source is based uh, uh, not the Gaon source but necessary but we traced it back to the Chizkuni Chassam Sofer quotes the Chizkuni that the mitzvah midaraisa is there's an obligation to eat the night of Pesach but the rest of Pesach is not a chiyuv but it's actually a kiyam a mitzvah to eat matzah kol shiva and therefore the question that we've discussed is a very good question so why don't we really make a bracha al achilas matzah Kol Shiva, as I said before, different explanations have been given.